Welcome to Week 17, All the Balls. I'm Justin Miller. Alongside me, Jake Platter, Connor Howe. The three of us, fortunately, are back together again. Thank you for joining us on an early edition of All the Balls on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year to all you guys out there. And listen, probably going to be our last show of 2020. It was a crazy year. We're lucky to be back here again. Connor, Jake, how are you guys doing today? We just had a phenomenal breakfast. Yeah, I'm doing great. I, uh, I'm full, and uh, I'm full of NFL picks to make, NBA talk to have, little little hockey talk in there. I'm, I'm full of everything, except for, uh, you know, the bad stuff. A lot of good stuff happening, you know. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Justin's got some background noise going on. So, but everything's been coming up so far. We've had the NBA just getting started. NHL is going to start real soon. NFL is getting real into the grind of it. We got the MLB happening real soon, hopefully. Everything's looking up and college football is coming to a close. Everything is, everything's looking great so far. Jake, everything good for you still? Yeah, man. 2020, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to 2021, but 2020. You know, had some ups, had some downs. Yeah, you got to be thankful for what you got. Definitely. NBA is off to a crazy start. We'll be talking some NHL today. We'll be giving you some college football talk. Of course, we've got our fantasy mailbag at the end of the show. And we have our NFL predictions, locks, all that crazy stuff going on today here, live from Connor's Basement. So once again, thanks for joining us. Justin Miller, Jake Platter, Connor Howe, three of us back here again. Mom, what's up? Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah as well. All right, we're going we're gonna to get off to a great start here today. The NHL season officially announced. It's beginning on January 13th. It's a little weird this season. we got four divisions. Each team's playing each other. There's eight teams in each division, which is really weird. The Canada teams are together. you got each team playing each other only seven times. It's, it's going to be a weird season with the COVID stuff going on. But the good thing is they're not in the bubble this season. you think it's going to work out? I mean, everything else has been working out so far. So, I mean, hopefully NHL can follow that path. And hopefully the pl- it's on the players to make sure this works out. I mean, that's really just been the case. Pe- they're, letting, they're letting people go to each city, but it, they're really making it incumbent upon the players to have responsibility to be safe. And I think the NHL will have no problem with it. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. It's, it's really on the players here to, to follow the right precautions and make sure they're staying safe for the sake of uh, – their own little divisions there. I do like the idea of splitting them up like that. Um, you know, it's it's very uh, unorthodox. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes as far as, you know, who I'm sure some teams are going to come out with better records than they should have. Some are going to have worse because they're going to have some tough matchups they wouldn't have had to play as often otherwise. But other than that, I think it's a, it's a good way to keep, keep the league going um, because even if, right. you know, some people get COVID, you still got three other divisions that are, that are rolling along no matter what. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's a good way to to make sure everyone's safe. Right. Definitely. There's been some breaking news going on in the NHL the last couple of days. We got the news: Nikita Kucherov, one of the best playing for the player for the Tampa Bay Lightning, he's going to be out for the regular season. They're saying he's going to come back for the playoffs. But listen, the Tampa Bay Lightning coming off the championship, winning the Stanley Cup, they get the news that Nikita Kucherov is getting hip surgery. Hopefully, he'll be back for the playoffs. But right now, one of the best players in hockey on a championship team, Nikita Kucherov, he's out for the season. And Connor, this is going to be a big hit to the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's a big blow, and I, I can't be, can never be, never be happy for an injury. But this is a huge opportunity for the Isles to make a push in the Eastern Conference during the regular season, get a good seed, and hopefully sneak their way into the playoffs and get away to the Cup. Because I know we came close last year, um, 
A lot of people saw us come out of the blue, come out of nowhere, but I think this is an underdog team looking for redemption and looking for the job not finished and looking to finish the job. Right. I mean, whatever you lose, your best player for a team, whether it's the Bruins losing Bergeron or Pasternak or someone, we're talking about the team that just won the Stanley Cup. And they get other guys. They get Steven Stamkos. They got Braden Point. They get a great defenseman in Victor Hedman. But you never want to go into a season, especially a shortened season, losing your top player, one of your best guys you're on your first line, your right winger. He's one of the best players in the league. And yep. the Tampa Bay Lightning still going to be one of the top teams. But when you get that news to start the season, the season less than 20 days away now, that's not good news for Tampa Bay Lightning fans. And speaking about news for fans, the Boston Bruins are still waiting on whether Zidane Char is going to be back whether he's going to be going to Colorado, whether he's going to be retiring. What do you guys think the plan is for Zidane Chara right now in the Boston Bruins? We still haven't heard. Honestly, I'm not sure because he's doing a real good job not letting anything get out in the wind, not letting anything into reports and what he's trying to do. It's been a long time, though. He's, he, said he, he said he was going to be patient. He is being damn patient. He's taking his t- sweet time deciding if he wants to stay in the black and gold and yeah. retire there, retire a Bruin, or if he wants to go to Colorado and be a leader over there for a young team that that looks really good i like that colorado team yeah i think at the end of the day he's gonna come back i think this is his home i think that you know the fans have been behind him all the way even even at you know his low times with with injuries or you know the the regression of his his skill overall but i I, like i said i think this is where he stays i think this is where he finishes he might retire who knows yeah but i i don't think he leaves for another team and the thing is, the NHL season is only about 20 days away. The Boston Bruins want to hear as soon as possible whether Zidane Char is coming back. Listen, he's your captain. He's won a Stanley Cup. He's been in another couple Stanley Cups with you. And I think he wants to win more than one with the Bruins. They should have won a couple more. But right now, the Bruins need to know whether one of their top defensemen is going to be back. Because if he's not, they're going to build around a core that has Matt Grizzlick, that has Charlie McAvoy, that has some great defensemen back there. But Zidane Char, he's been one of your best players for the last 10, 15 years. And some people are saying today, I was watching SportsCenter this morning, could he pull a Ray Bork, go to Colorado and try to win another Stanley Cup on a team that might be better than the Bruins? It's a big decision that has to be made with the season right around the corner. And Connor, Connor being a big New York Islanders fan, I'm sure you'd love to have Zidane Chara over there, even though he's old. One last run with Zidane Chara. He would, but we do, we do have our old guy, and, um, Andy Green. So Yeah, I, he's like 39. Yeah, he'll be back again this year. and He's been kind of the vet on the d- defense and... So we already have our own version of Chara, and he's a, he's a little bit little bit faster than Chara, too. Ooh. You have high hopes for your Islanders this year? I have high hopes. I hope they can win the Eastern Conference. I hope they can get to the Cup. I hope they can get the job done. I am, I'm looking for Barzal to... He had a huge season last year. I'm looking for him to continue that, and hopefully that carries over to other players like Anders Lee and yeah. the, goaltend, the goaltender play as well. It's definitely going to be weird this season. Again, we're going to be, the Bruins are going to be playing the Islanders eight different times. I think we're going to get sick of you. I feel like wow. there could be more fights this year. The same teams are going to be playing the same teams. The Bruins, whether they're playing the Rangers, the Islanders, the Buffalo, all the teams in Canada, basically in their own bubble, playing the same team eight times. It, it could get ugly out there. And listen, hockey's a physical sport, but seeing someone eight times is basically like another playoff series. Right, and we yeah. know how close these games always get. And no matter how far um, you think the talent line is between the two teams. Jake, you think it's going to be weird? I mean, like, imagine the NBA playing each team eight times. I, I do think it's going to be weird. It's not, they're not playing them consecutively, right? No, I mean, there'll be some days in between, but... No, but they're not playing the same team eight oh, in a all row. Eight and then, and then, yeah, yeah, right. So it's, I don't know if it's necessarily like a, a series, but it is going to, when it comes to playoff time, it's going to be very interesting to see what these coaches can sort of, you know, pull out of their, their hats, you know, their sleeves, because these teams are going to know how each other play yeah. very well. 
there, there's going to be some some strategy adjustments. It's going to be a lot of uh, maybe lower scoring games come uh, the end of the year mm. because teams are going to know how each other operate, and it, it's going to be something to see. And one last thing before we move on to the NBA. First of all, thank you, Mike Conley. Good to see you again. Hopefully you're having a good day. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Scott, happy Hanukkah to you as well. Tell Connor thanks for Trevor Lawrence. Oh, yeah, he lives in Jacksonville. He's a big Jacksonville Jaguars fan. We'll, so get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in our NFL talk. You can thank uh, Jared Goff for that. Yeah, I know. We'll get to that in our NFL talk. Once again, thank you guys for listening. Good to see you guys over there. But now, I mean, listen, hockey's a crazy game sometimes, but there's been talk about shootouts, overtime, what the deal is. And I know a lot of people, they don't like the shootout in hockey. Obviously, if it's tied after five minutes in overtime, you go to a shootout. Do you guys have any feeling on whether you like it or would you rather have the game end in a tie? No ties. I don't like no ties, ties in my opinion. No. Um, the shootout is is interesting. It's like always been more of like a soccer thing in my mind. Um, maybe make the the overtime period longer. Five minutes. There's stretches of five minutes in every single hockey game where nobody yeah, scores. Yeah, no score. Um, so I, I think that's pretty short. It is four on four. Um, what? Overtime. Oh, four on four. Yeah, right. But and I do think that's interesting. I kind of like that. But. Maybe make it a little longer, um, give a greater chance of avoiding the shootout because it is something that, I don't know, it's not, it's not necessarily reflective of like who the better team is. It's more about like who has the better goalie at that point or like who has like the best like strikers that can yeah. finish like on a, on a great, uh, you know, breakaway. Um, it sort of takes away from what hockey is in, in my mind. Um, so, so maybe a longer overtime would be preferred. I think um, I think it's perfect right now. I think the I think it's most the shootout's mostly for excitement and um, it's supposed to draw really uh, attention to the sport really because it kind of focuses on the player and you know it creates a lot of highlight reels, highlight reels, a lot of dangle moves from these guys. A lot of the more talented hockey players they tend to shine in these shootout moments, and so I think that's good for them. And I I like the fact that in when it comes to playoff time though. It's there's no shootouts. It's right. just overtime. Next goal wins, and I think that's beautiful because I think that's more of the essence of hockey. Exactly. Listen, I'm not a big shootout person either, but after five minutes, maybe even go ten minutes. But the thing is, these guys are gonna get tired. You're playing sixty minutes. Usually, it's an eighty-two game season. This season, it's cut short. So maybe this is the season where you experience with someone else. Maybe add five or ten more minutes to overtime. But the thing is, in the playoffs, when it's really gonna matter, you're not gonna have any shootouts. None of that crap. You got the overtime. You got the excitement. Obviously, the best time of hockey in the playoffs. That overtime, sometimes when it goes double, triple overtime, some of the best moments in hockey, obviously, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But listen, the season starts January 13th. It's going to be exciting to find out whether Zidane Ochara comes back on the Bruins. We'll be doing some hockey predictions in the next couple of weeks. But now, guys, moving on to the NBA. The NBA season got started a couple nights ago. Every team has actually played so far except the Thunder and Rockets because that game unfortunately got canceled last night because of COVID reasons. And listen, it's going to happen this season. There'll be moments where teams can't play because there's less than eight players, all these COVID things that are still unfortunately going on in the world right now. But the good news is the NBA is back. The Celtics got a huge win last night. Jason Tatum hitting a miraculous shot. Teams having their new players active last night, like Russell Westbrook making his debut (laughs) in Washington. Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell making their debuts with the Lakers the nights before. Overall, guys, the NBA season is back. What's your overall thoughts on what you've seen so far? I love it. I love the NBA. I, I love that they're back. I wish there was fans, but, but these guys seem excited. They look like they're pumping in some crowd noise uh, they are. to try and, try and get the, the players hyped up. Um, but, man, yeah, talking about that, that Celtics-Bucks game, we may have seen the, the shot of the year in night one. Um, what what a shot! I mean, I I 
have talked to a lot of people about that game. Um, a lot of controversial things going on. I don't know if that was a foul on Tristan Thompson under the hoop, but you know the ball don't lie, so the Celtics still got the win. But on the other end, you know, an amazing shot by Tatum, and I'm sure everyone that that wants the Celtics to win was incredibly excited when it happened. Um, but but I'm just thinking, you know, nine seconds left in the game, and and that's what the Celtics get a yeah. a step back three with Giannis in front of him. And it, luckily it went in, but, um, you know, I don't know what that noise was, but luck, luckily it went in. Um, Is that bad? I don't know what that was. Luckily it went in, but, uh, but don't you think that a, pl- a better play should be written up here? Um, it, it should, it, I, it, I just don't want to see Tatum on Giannis cause that, that's not going in more often than it's not. Right. Um, I'd like to at least see a switch onto a smaller, you know, smaller player. Maybe some some more than isolation ball to get somebody an open shot. But I just want I just want to see something else. Um, you talk about the rest of the NBA. Very excited to see everyone back. Um, surprised the Lakers lost. Yeah, that was I, a good game. Yeah, that was a good game. I didn't think they were gonna lose. Um, look for them to bounce back uh, on Christmas Day for sure. I don't think they take two losses in a row to open the year. But very excited. Everything's back. I think the the Houston Thunder COVID scenario is going to happen sometimes. It's going to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen as often as you think. I think that they're, they're going to make, make an example out of Harden here. I don't yeah. know if you guys heard, but because he was at a strip club or something, he was at a, he was at a club with no mask on. Um, there's video of it, and they're definitely going to make an example of him because they told him that every game they tell him he has to miss, he has to forfeit his game check for it. And that's over $500,000 a game for anyone that doesn't know. He's, gonna, he's losing out on millions of dollars by, by not wearing a mask somewhere. So I think other people are going to notice and they're going to try and shape up their behavior. I'm excited. It was Last night was huge. I know, we, I know two nights ago we had the two games. You know, Brooklyn looked hot. Ooh. Durant and Kyrie put on a show. Mm. And then... Karis LeVert. Karis LeVert looked good. They absolutely blew Golden State out of the water. And Lakers-Clippers was a good match. Paul George... Doing what he does best, shows up for the regular season, disappear. You need an APB to find him come playoff time. Right. But last night was awesome because it was so many games on. It was the first time in a very long time that, you know, I could have three screens going, all NBA games, all live, all at the same time. It was it was gorgeous. I was I was near tearing up at times. <laughs> well, I wanted to take a video, but my phone was playing a game, couldn't do it. It was it was just awesome. It was everything I had asked for, career highs. For some, for just un- Christmas came early. It was just awesome on night one, like getting, getting career eyes. I, I usually have to wait two weeks in for someone to get career eyes special, but Terry Rozier and uh, Terry I, I forget who had the other John career. Morant. John Morant too. He had forty. Both came in losses, but there's nothing like NBA basketball. No, like Connor was saying, I last night I felt like I was like a little kid in an arcade again, winning. Winning the big prize, playing skee ball. I mean, it was unbelievable. The NBA is back. I felt like I was playing skee ball last night. Every time a game <laughs> ended and no one started, it was awesome. Like, yeah, it was awesome. No, it was unbelievable. I mean, what? There were 12 ga- 13 games last night. Twelve. The M- Twelve games with the one being canceled. But yeah. the NBA is officially back. But going back to Jason Tatum, this kid is younger than all of us, making a shot like that over one of the best players in the NBA in Giannis. Jason Tatum goes out there. They give him the ball, and it's like... I thought that ball was going over the backboard. I said to my dad, we're watching him, like, oh, shit, this ball is not going in. Then you see it go off the glass. I'm jumping up and down. The neighbors could hear me. My dad tells me to be quiet. It was just an amazing start to the NBA. Jason Tatum's back. Jalen Brown. The are back. Jalen Brown, another kid, what, 24 years old. Hit 33. Tatum and Brown in their primes, combining for 63 points last night. 
The big game is tomorrow, though, against the Brooklyn Nets. Celtics play the Nets tomorrow against Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You get five days, five games on Christmas. Always great games. Hopefully your knee is okay. That didn't sound good. But listen, the NBA is back. Going back to what Connor said, John Moran had a big-time performance last night, scoring over 40 points. We saw the old Celtic Terry Rozier scoring over 40 points Hayward. for the Charlotte Hornets last night. Listen, I know you're not the biggest Gordon Hayward fan. He's dealt with his injuries and stuff. But also, Gordon Hayward comes back, scores 28 points last night in the Charlotte Hornets debut. you got to feel impressed. pretty good for him. I'm not impressed. Greg says the Celtics are going to get smoked. Come on, Greg. Hey, let's, let's talk about this Hayward thing, all right? I want to address this. I want to address Terry and Hayward having excellent games last night. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a few things, all right? They may be you know, a little controversial. But first, they played Cleveland, all right? Yeah. If Cleveland sucks. Cleveland's not good. Who, who on Cleveland can defend those guys? I don't know. Kevin Love, maybe. Uh, okay. Kevin Love cannot def- – yeah, okay. oh, the rookie in his first career game, sure. Um, yeah, so it was Cleveland. That's the first thing. Secondly, Charlotte is going to be so bad this year. They are they're, If they're calling upon Terry to get 42 points and Hayward to get 28 and they're still losing, that team is in trouble. They're not going to shoot over 50% each – every game and have these spectacular performances more like they're going to get more often than not they're going to get doubled if, if this is how they play they're going to get the best defenders put against them and they're not going to play as well they're just they're not going to have good years charlotte's gonna have a terrible season if they need this and still lose to cleveland connor you you agree with that you have any other thoughts on your knicks what you saw last night i don't know the new york knicks they played for them i feel like they played pretty decent last night but of course they got the loss right i mean it was more of a tale two halves the first half was you know, not a lot of defense for either team, but the Knicks really showed out. Barrett went 8 for 8 from the field in the first half, 20 points. It was clicking on all cylinders. As a team, you just thought, oh, my God, are the Knicks going to do it? They, they look special. They look good. And then the second half came around, and Emmanuel quickly, who looked good in the first half, was injured, didn't come back for the second half, and they went downhill from there. Barrett finished the game 11 of 15 with 26 points. Not bad. It's a good game. It's a good game, but looking at looking at those two halves, you know Barrett at 20 points in the first half. You would like to see him push the envelope a little bit more, and it, that didn't really happen. He sh- ended up shooting 3 of 7 for the second half. Yeah, and we it's not up, that bad. And the game was, by the time it was six minutes left in the fourth quarter, it was out of reach, and it mm-hmm. was over. So, I mean, it was disappointing, but at the same time, you felt like the Knicks took steps. You like what Thibodeau's doing. You have to, you have to keep buying, and you have to. They, this team has to get up for every game. Oh and, yeah, and they have to know that. And that was the problem last year. Like, they they were a bad team, but they didn't even get up for every game. As a bad team, you have to get up for every game. Yeah, and I do like the Knicks' young players. Once again, they drafted Obi. They got some good young guards. Julius Randle, I think, still has some potential in him. Horrible. Connor's not the biggest Julius Randle fan, even though he almost had a triple double last night. Seventeen nine and nine. Horrible. Oh, it. come on. Horrible. Come I, on, man. Uh, what does he have to do? Horrible. What does he have to do? Dude, he has to not be on the team. He is a, He needs to get a right-handed dribble. He's horrible. He's Carmelo from the left. Horrible. But horrible. Keep going back to young players, we saw the debuts of all these rookies last night. Whether it was LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Isaac Okoro, is there anyone that stood out to you? I know Anthony Edwards had 16 points in his debut, and LaMelo Ball didn't score. Yeah, LaMelo Ball was terrible. Wiseman looked huge. Really good. Wiseman, Wiseman looked incredible. He, I mean, it was garbage time, yeah, but I don't, I don't but care. he was hitting threes. He was taking jumpers with dudes in his face. He was Everything. he was trying to like run transition for them from the center position. It was, I mean, at least he was aggressive. 
use. Um, I think that he has a very bright future with that being his first game. Yeah. And listen, it's good to see all these rookies, whether it's James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards. The NBA is officially back. I'm really excited going back to the Celtics real quick. Going into the season, a lot of people didn't have high expectations, knowing what happened last season, getting eliminated by Miami in the Eastern Conference semifinals, and the team's leaning on, of course, the young stars and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But the big news to me coming out of last night's game and the preseason, the Celtics added Jeff Teague in the offseason. They added Tristan Thompson in the offseason. They drafted Peyton Pritchard, and all these guys look phenomenal. I know it's no, only Neesmith. one. Neesmith didn't play for some reason. I'm not sure why, but... Listen, I know it's only one game. I know they've played two preseason games, one regular season game so far. But the additions of Jeff Teague and the additions of Tristan Thompson are massive improvements over Brad Wanamaker and Ennis Cantor. And I'm not saying that's going to get the Celtics over the hump, but I'm saying this team has more depth than people think with Jeff Teague and with Tristan Thompson. And if Grant Williams improves this season, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics are back in the Eastern Conference semifinals again. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely get there. It's not, I mean, they could definitely get to the conference games. It's not, you know, crazy for me to say that. I, I think the path is there, um, especially if they can beat Milwaukee like they did last night. Right. Um, Teague is, was an incredible addition. People forget he was an all-star. Jeff Teague's a good player. Um, he was a good player. Um, and Thompson, that little floater he has in the in the lane, that's a good shot. He's a great rebounder. Yeah, I said to my sister, um, Chloe Kardashian's probably jumping up and down happy for him right now. Yeah, maybe or maybe not. I don't know what their relationship's like. Um, Back and forth. But, but, yeah, I mean, those are good additions, and I think the Celtics could get there. Tatum and Brown look like they're going to take another step this year, and they should. Um, I think that they both have all-star potential now, especially with Hayward gone. Depends on how long Kemba's out, honestly. I think that if they keep playing the way they are, they could both be all-stars, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um and then, you know, you, Toronto probably took a step back. They lost last night. The Heat probably hit their ceiling last year as far as they didn't really make any additions. And they lost um, Crowder. So the Celtics could definitely get there again. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I am worried about Brooklyn after that first game. They are a very deep team. They're extremely talented. If I think it, it really just is about the path. If the Celtics saw Brooklyn in, in the second round, I, I don't think the Celtics are making it to the third. Connor, what do you think? you see that Celtics game last night? I did. I think they're a good team. Um... Milwaukee is obviously a very stout team. We all know how they do in the regular season. So Boston coming out with a win was mm-hmm. huge for them. Um, I like Pritchard. I wish Neesmith played as well. Yep. Um, I think Thompson, I thought, fits the role extremely mm-hmm. well. I thought that's a match made in heaven. Oh, yeah. I, I could have seen that happening like a couple of years, couple of years He's ago. He's excited to be here too. I did. You can definitely see that in his play. And I think... I think Boston fans should be excited about this team. I think this team is only going to get better as the year goes on. Yeah, my uncle saying no more threes for Tice. Kenny Platter saying the Celtics look good. I know he was watching the game with you guys last night. Listen, we got high hopes for the Celtics right now. Tom Canty, thank you for watching. Good fantasy football mailbag questions, by the way, last week. But listen, the NBA is back. Before we move on to college football, we'll be talking about the college football playoff in a second. You get five Christmas Day games tomorrow. They're all good games. The yeah. Celtics play at 5 o'clock. You want to make some quick predictions for these games? Yeah, at 12, run, run through them. At 12 o'clock, we got the Pelicans playing the Miami Heat. Who do you think is going to win that one? I got the Miami Heat. Yeah, I got Miami bouncing back. I got the Heat here, too. I don't think they come out losing two in a row. That team is too good defensively. I think they're going to you know, make some trouble for uh, those young guys. Yeah, that's our first game tomorrow. Then our second game, we got the Golden State Warriors, Milwaukee Bucks. I don't think this is going to be close, really. I think Milwaukee wins this one easily. It won't be. I'm worried about Golden State. I'm not worried about them. I, th- I think that they still have the potential to be a playoff team. Um, Milwaukee's not going to lose two in a row either, so I-, I think that Milwaukee takes care of business. But I don't think that you know it's going to be another 30-point game for for the Warriors. I, I think I think it might be. You, really, you think they're going to start the year losing two big blowouts to start the year? I'm, I'm it, I mean, it is two of the best teams in the league. Right? I know it is, but I'm worried about this, how they match up. 
Okay, I mean, I think they're kind of. I think they're kind of good. I like their team. I like. I did. I like their team, but if Ubre and I Wiggins think, shoot better, that's a good team, right? But Wiggins has had his struggles shooting. I got to admit, I'm with Connor. Better than Ubre. It's one game, I know, but after watching the game, I'm like, oh boy, this could be a long season for Steve Kerr. But I mean, listen, if one and game, Curry, like he, he looked good. Draymond's but, not even back yet. Don't worry about them. Our third game of the day, big game for all you Celtics fans out there. The Celtics are playing at five o'clock tomorrow on Christmas against Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and the Brooklyn Nets. Listen, I don't think the Celtics are going to win this game, but if they do win this game, I'll be on the Celtics bandwagon a lot more. I Where, Brooklyn. Where's the game? It's at home in Boston. You want to go? I'm taking the Celtics. I, I, I'm worried about them if we, if we play Brooklyn in the playoffs, but one game, Celtics riding real high. I think that maybe Brooklyn you know, maybe got a little too confident with that first win. Um, they think they can step on whoever they want. I think the Celtics come out and they're, they don't like Kyrie Irving. They want to beat him. I got Brooklyn. Yeah, I got Brooklyn. All right, Celtics. 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 What's the fourth game? Fourth game of the night, we got the... It's the Lakers playing against... Who are they playing? The the Nuggets are playing the Clippers, I think. No, the Lakers are playing... um, They're playing the... No, they're not playing... Who are they playing? No, it's not a good team. It's a decent team. Yeah, it's a middle of the pack. The Nuggets are playing the Clippers. Who's going to win that one? Nuggets. Clippers. Both teams. No. I'm going Clippers. No, I got Nuggets in that one. All right, this is going to be... Lakers are playing the Mavericks. Lakers win that. And the Lakers win that, Yeah. All right. No, I, okay, I got the Nuggets winning that one, though. I think they're the better team. Clippers, and I'll take the Mavericks. I'll take the Lakers. Give me the size in that Nuggets game. All right, give me, give me five teams tomorrow. There'll be five teams that win. We got five Christmas Day games <laughs> One of them might tomorrow. tie. Yeah, hopefully not. Five Christmas Day games tomorrow. The NBA is back. The NHL is coming back on January 13th. Moving on to college football. Listen, the bowl games are going. The, what, the, the potato bowl is... These terrible bowl games have happened so far. The toilet bowl. The toilet bowl, the potato bowl, the Chick-fil-A bowl. You got to bet on every single one or you're not a real fan. Listen, yeah. there's only one game today, so... No, we'll you got to bet on it. The main games, though, the final four have decided. We got Alabama, we got Clemson, we have Notre Dame, we have Ohio State. Those are the final four teams that are going to be trying to go to the championship. But listen right now, Connor's an Ohio State Buckeyes fan, and they have a tough matchup coming up against the Clemson Tigers. That's the two against the three. We got Trevor Lawrence going up against Justin Fields, and right now, my uncle in Jacksonville—he's probably—he's probably jumping up for joy right now. He saw the Jets lose. Right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the front runners to land Trevor Lawrence. And if I was a Jaguars fan, I'd be more excited to be than a Patriots fan right now. I mean, you got. Why Trevor- am I excited as a Patriots fan? There's no reason to be excited. That's why I'm saying <laughs> Trevor Lawrence might be going to Jacksonville. But the main storyline from this game is it's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft against the number two pick. In the semifinals, it's Clemson going up against Ohio State. Connor, you think Ohio State has a chance to knock down Trevor Lawrence in this game? Yeah, we'll get to the Jets thing later. So I, I really do think Ohio State can win this game. I think they're a talented football team. I think Master Teague and I think uh, Trey Sermon, good backfields. We're talking about Chris Olav at the receiver position. We're talking dirty. We got nice, nice cornerbacks. We got a really good pass rush. This team is loaded. This team is hungry. This team was there. This team watched us lose to Trevor Lawrence. It was a one-possession game. Justin Fields could have won the game. He threw a pick in the end zone. Yeah, They're going to win the game this year. I have full confidence they're going to win. Not only this game, because Clemson... If Clemson wins this game, they're winning the whole thing. Whoever wins this game is winning the whole thing. You think so? I know so. Alabama is a fraud. I I love college football, but... Something in me just says that I don't think either one of these games is really going to be that close. I think Clemson beats Ohio State pretty easily, and I think Alabama is going to destroy Notre Dame for as much as I like Notre Dame. They went out against Clemson, and I thought that game was going to be a lot closer, but Clemson completely destroyed Notre Dame. Ian Book looked like he was a terrible quarterback for a guy that was pretty good the entire season, 
And listen, you got the four best teams in college football. People are complaining, saying Texas A&M should have a chance. Cincinnati should have a chance. But I think you, you break it down and you listen to the guys talking. You listen to everyone out there. You're watching the games. You got Clemson, you got Alabama, you got Ohio State, and you got Notre Dame. And these are the four best teams in college football for the most part of the season. Now we're going to see who makes the championship. Is it going to be Alabama? We all think Alabama's going to win. We, we all do. And I think Alabama's going to make it to the chip. I just don't think they're going to win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think Alabama's going to win. Notre Dame plays, plays some hard-nosed football, but unfortunately they, they like to go down early. And I don't think that it's something they can do against Alabama if they want to come back. Um, and then that other game, that's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be closer than Justin thinks. Um, I got to go Clemson too, though. I think, I think Clemson probably wins it all. Um, they're, they're, Trevor Lawrence is the most talented player. You guys have said it. He, he's the most talented player in, in college football, and why shouldn't the most talented player win it all? And listen, these are going to be great games. Speaking of the most talented player in college football, we're going to be talking some Heisman talk right now because, listen, the next time we do this show, we're going to basically know who's going to be your Heisman winner. Trevor Lawrence, Jake said, is the most talented player in college football. I completely agree. Connor, you think Trevor Lawrence is the most talented player in the college football? By far, I think he's the most talented player in college football we've seen in some years, and going back to Andrew Luck. And we were talking about Ooh. this a couple weeks ago. The front, the front runner to win, oh, The front runner to win was Kyle Trask, the quarterback for Florida. They're not even in the Final Four playoff teams right now. Oh. I think if the season ended today, which it's basically over, not counting the bowl games, I think you've got to give the Heisman to Trevor Lawrence. Right. I think you have to. I don't think there's. I don't think there's any other viable options other than Mac Jones or Devonta Smith. Yeah, I think it really just depends on on how much they're going to penalize Lawrence for missing some games. I know you know you get COVID, it happens, but yeah, Mac Jones played played a full slate of games. Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't, and I I know Trask took some some L's at the end of the season, but he still had a great year statistically. So it's gonna it's a lot closer. Than I think people are are you know thought it would be coming down to the wire here. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. And I do like Mac Jones. He's a good quarterback for Alabama. Of course, Alabama is good every season. Seems like a diff- different quarterback every season, whether it's A.J. McCarron in there. He was very good, by the way. Not good in the NFL anymore. But Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I just don't think he has the firepower that Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields does. If a guy for Alabama wins the Heisman, I know a wide receiver doesn't win it a lot, but Devontae Smith has had a hell of a season for Alabama. A lot of people comparing him to Tyree Kill already. He really has not He's had a really good season, and Waddle went down with an injury, which is yeah. really sad to see because people thought Waddle was going to be the better receiver of those two. And because Waddle went down, Smith has put on a season, put on a hell of a season, and he's going to be probably a top 15, 16 pick this year, I think. You don't think Justin Fields has a chance to win it? No, no, I don't. I think they're more focused on winning the whole thing now. They better be because they got a tough matchup coming up. College football started. We got, what's the bowl today? The Houston against Hawaii. Yeah. I'm very excited for it. The, uh, the Volcano Bowl. Is that what it's called? Hit oh. the over. Houston take, against Hawaii. Take the over. Root for excitement. A lot of points. Greg, take the advice. Take the over. So over. Go under. Over. Over. We got Houston against Hawaii today. We also got the Orange Bowl is good every year. We got the Peach Bowl, the Rose Bowl. Obviously, our two best Banana games. Bowl. That is a bowl. No, it's not. But college football, cereal bowl. bowl, almost over. Who do you want to Chick-fil-A win the Heisman? Chick Fil A bowl. The Chick Fil A bowl is a good bowl too. It's always a good bowl. You, the one who gets like free Chick Fil A for a couple weeks after. Oh man. my god! Wow. Put me in that game. No, no. Please, I'll play. All right. Speaking of the season ending, the NFL season is coming to an end. We have two weeks left. Week sixteen gets underway on Christmas tomorrow with the Vikings and Saints. Before we get to our NFL picks and locks and all that stuff of the week. 
We're going to do a little bit of a playoff race talk right here. You get the New England Patriots who are officially eliminated. See ya. The Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings are fighting for their lives tomorrow against They're the done. New Orleans Saints on Christmas. They're done. The Las Vegas Raiders are basically done. They have to win Good their night. game on Saturday. Jake, overall, you got a couple teams that are left that are in the mix. You got two weeks left of the NFL season before we hit the playoffs. What's your opinion on how this is all going to shake up? Let me break it down for you real quick. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Steelers are all locks for the playoffs. I think if you want to add two teams onto there, Cleveland and Baltimore are guaranteed to make it. Uh, the, the way the schedule is shaking out, you got Cleveland playing the Jets this week. You got Baltimore playing uh, the New York Giants. I think they get a win there. And Baltimore playing Jacksonville next week seems like a lock to me there as well. I would put Baltimore in for sure. Then that's five teams. If you're looking at who is left as far as who potentially can make the playoffs, you have the Titans, the Colts, you have the Dolphins, and you have the Raiders. That's four teams for two spots. I think the Raiders are pretty much out. Yeah, they're they, they would need to win out. They need a lot of other things to happen as well for them to get in. I don't see it happening. Then from there, one of those teams has to win the division if you're looking at the Titans and the Colts. I think, obviously, whoever wins the division is making the playoffs, and I think both teams will eventually make it as well. I think Miami has the, the toughest path in, and I don't think they make it. As much as we want to see Tua and that defense get into the playoffs in his first year, I don't see it happening. Um, Miami's got you know a game against uh, who are they playing this week. Las Vegas. They're playing Vegas. I think they win that, but they got Buffalo next week, and I, you know, I don't know how much... The Bills, it's, it depends on whether they can move around or not. It's gonna, we're going to see how that shakes out. But the Bills are probably going to be playing that game to win. And I think if they are, they will beat Miami. And Miami will be the last team to not make it. Or the first team to not make it. Uh, then looking at the NFC, I think it's a little easier to see how it's going to go. Um, Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle are already locked in. I think Tampa Bay, Arizona, and the Rams make it as well. They have uh, very favorable schedules. I think it's coming down to just whoever wins that NFC East, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. I think we each have our own opinions on it. Right. But I see Dallas winning this division. I, I said at the beginning of the year, and for completely different reasons, I see them winning it now. Uh, it's a very interesting slate of games. It's going to come down to whoever can you know win these last couple games. I think it's really whoever goes two and zero at this point is is going to yeah. make the the playoffs for these for that division. And I see it as Dallas. Dallas has Philly this week. They have um, the uh, the Giants, Giants next week. They have the Giants next week, and I think Philly is really the difference maker here. They're probably going to have to play spoiler to Washington next week. You have to. But I see Dallas making it here and uh, rounding out that four seed in the NFC. What do you guys think? I mean, regarding the AFC, Jake went to nice detail about it. Obviously, you've got the eight teams that are still in the mix. I think the Raiders are officially eliminated. The six teams that are locked right now, in my opinion, obviously the Bills, the Steelers, the Kansas City Chiefs, and then I also think the Titans, Colts, and Browns are going to make the playoffs. So those six... If something else happens, I'd be shocked. Those six are going to make it. I think it's going to come down to whether the Baltimore Ravens or the Miami Dolphins make the playoffs. And you look at the schedules, Baltimore has an easy path to get that seventh seed. And I think it's going to be easy for them. We'll get into our predictions in a little while. I don't think Miami's going to even win their game this week. And then they have to end things in Week 17 with Buffalo. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins don't win another game this season. They didn't play great against the Patriots last week either. I think Baltimore gets the seventh seed in the AFC. And unfortunately, Miami did a great season. Tua looks like he could be a great quarterback for this team. But I think that's how it's going to go. And I think Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, those three teams right now, Tennessee also look like the best teams in the AFC. Buffalo. And I'd be surprised, Buffalo as well. I'd be surprised if it's someone other than Kansas City or Buffalo going to the Super Bowl in the AFC. And also, like Jake said, in the NFC, 
listen, you got your teams basically locked in. I don't think the Vikings make the playoffs. The NFC East, still everyone's technically alive. And I think it's either going to be Dallas or Philadelphia winning that division right now. Connor? Wow, we're talking NFC East? Yeah. I think... This is tough. From left field, Connor Howe. I think Washington. No, I don't think Washington. I think the Giants. Giant. Kane says Giants. We got three teams in the mix, and none of them are currently leading that division. It is coming down to the wire here for sure. I, I just, I don't know. I think the Eagles are going to win this week. I think the Giants have a tough game this week against uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. That's a, I think Baltimore is going to win that game too. Dang. But I think Washington's going to lose too. I think Dallas is going to lose to Philly and, and if that happens, we're, gonna, we're in for a world of trouble, and that's what the oh. NFC East is. Mm. As mm. far as the AFC playoff picture, I, I think I agree with Justin in that I think Buffalo, Kansas City, Pittsburgh is a lock. I think both Tennessee and Indy will – I, I think Cleveland will get in for sure. Mm-hmm. I think Tennessee and Indy, one of them has to win the division. I think both of them will get in, and that's six teams. And I think the last spot will go to Baltimore just because yep. I think – I it's, think, it's tough for Miami. They're just the odd man out. It is. I think. I think Baltimore's going to win out, and that puts them at eleven and five. Yep. And then my, you'd have to count Miami winning out, and they, I just don't think they can. And that's and that's tough. Two but, tough games. Then the NFC, like, I got Seattle winning that division. I got the Rams making the playoffs. Rams as well. are good. They're good. Yeah, they could. They could upset somebody. <sighs> then then it gets tougher because you like the. I like the Cardinals. I like. I, think yeah, the I do like the Cardinals too. I, I like them to make the playoffs. I don't like them to really do anything once they're there. Right, I agree too, and I think and the Bucks are in line to make the playoffs as well. Yeah. It's uh, you obviously have the Packers locked up the North already, and it's craziness. It's it is craziness because only like two teams really are gonna have wild card teams in the NFC. In the NFC, yeah, only two divisions, but one of those divisions could have. Three teams in the playoffs. That well, that's just like the AFC that you got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. We think they're all making it. Um, it's it's you know pretty wild. Listen, we got two weeks left of football. Week sixteen, week seventeen. We'll get into our predictions in a second. But real quick, Connor, I just want to hear from you. The New York Jets hadn't won a football game all season. Oh, going into our show last week, the Jets still didn't win a game, and all of a sudden this week, the Jets knocked me out of my survivor pool. Unfortunately, congratulations to Jacob Siegel for winning that. The Jets just lose to the the Jets beat the Rams. And now my uncle in Jacksonville is all excited because the Jacksonville Jaguars right now are the front runners to land Trevor Lawrence. And Connor, being a Jets fan, I already would not be happy to be a Jets fan in the first place. But now that game must have devastated you. I felt a lot of emotions, and this this took a long time for me to process. And this is the best way I can put it. We got we got screwed, man. <laughs> we got screwed. We're supposed to be the worst team in football. We have the worst coach in football. Sam Darnold regressed. He's a hero. Regressed after year two to year three. He's been awful this year. We've been playing Frank Gore as our lead back. How old is he? Fifty. Yeah, just God about willing, fifty-five. I think. His son is playing college football. That that's all you need to know. How old he is? I thought it was his grandson. Could be. This jet, we fired Greg Williams two weeks ago. This team is supposed to be the worst team in football, in football history. But no. The Rams get 10 days of preparation. McVay has 10 days to look at film on the Jets, lose 13 games in a row, with Sam Donald playing in 10 of those. But no. He overthought it. Overthought it? You could overthought it a hundred times and still not lose that game. I don't think there was anything worse than Greg Williams sending the house when the Raiders won that last game. That was awesome. That was that should have sealed our fate as an 0 and 16 oh, team. That was so good. Should have sealed our fate, but no. 
And now I have to count on the Jaguars either losing to the Bears or the – no, beating – the Bears. Sh- no, they're not beating Chicago. I think they're going to beat Chicago. Who's Jacksonville no, play week 17? No, you want them to beat Chicago. You I don't, don't think they're going to beat Chicago. Who's Jacksonville play week 17? They, they play uh, Baltimore. the Colts. They do? Yes. Oh, I thought it was Baltimore. They play Chicago. No, it's all division week 17. Chicago and then the Colts. Oh. So you have to count on Jacksonville to basically start winning some football games now. Right. And I'll, Yeah, well, good luck. Let, let me stick with the premise that the Jets end up with the second pick and don't get Trevor Lawrence and my dreams are fatally crushed and stepped on like dirt. That's what you expected. It is what I expected, yeah. but I let me see what I would if I was the GM. What I what would I do? Fields? No, no, because I don't trust Fields. He's played six games. I love Ohio State. I love Justin Fields. It's a dream by come talent. true for you. I would trade the pick. For would, what? Stick with Darnold? No, I, listen. I like Trevor Lawrence, but I'm not. I'm just not a big Justin Fields fan. Jack Wilson's a guy that you guys could get it too. That's who I think we have to go with. I and I just think you're. <laughs> being, I, I think you're. Idiot! If you buy into Sam Donald for another year, this no. is I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's not. He's not good. I know that, or at least for the Jets, he's not good. And oh my god, god, this this was an absolute nightmare. And unless the Jags win, this is an absolute nightmare. And I hate the Jets. Hate Connor him. does need a tissue. Hate him so much. Yeah, he does. No, but speaking, of, I just want to hear Connor because I know that game. That game made me sad because I lost a chance. You know what? You're gonna need a tissue some... when the Jags win because they're being the they're being the Bears this week. Promise that. Doug Marone is trying this week, and that's gonna mean something. You think Doug Marone doesn't want Lawrence? I can't put bad thoughts. Hey, you want to bet on it? No, good thoughts in the air right now. The Jags are winning this week, so that they they can suck on that win. You go, you go get Wilson. I'm not. We're getting Trevor Lawrence. Well, it's going to be interesting to try to be the worst team. It, just from a Patriots fan, it's amazing that you try to be the worst team in, in all our years of watching Tom Brady. We're just trying to get Super Bowls. But before we, go, before we go to our NFL picks, Jake, who do you want as the Patriots starting quarterback next season? I'm a huge – I want Matthew Stafford. I'm a huge Matthew Stafford fan. How often do quarterbacks make a move like that? They it's, usually don't, but I think Detroit's going to tear it down. I, I don't. I, I think that they might, you know – Clean the uh, upper management, but I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're moving on from Stafford. I think that they like what they have with that offense. If they it's, do it's move on about, from him, yeah, but I don't. No, I don't see it happening. I don't think the Patriots are gonna spend on a guy either. Um, if we draft someone, I mean, I I love to. If you're talking about Lawrence getting picked and Trask being the next guy, who you is that who you said? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. I would love to see them draft Fields or Trask if they were available. Um, I think that I don't want it to be Cam. That's my first thing. I, I think we've seen what Cam is. Stidham. Give me Stidham. Let him play. I'd like to see him play the last two games. Stidham can you play. You have to have yeah, him play. Yeah, and we can see what he does. If he plays well, then sure, he can be the starter next year. I don't care. Um, I don't think the Patriots are in next year's Super Bowl mode. Um, I think that we have a lot of work to do. I think we need to yeah. get receivers and tight ends. Desperately. And some kind of big man to run the football. We have all these little losers doing BS. Um, but as far as quarterback... Give me a rookie or give me Stidham. I don't want it to be Cam. Cam should... I don't know. He's a good should guy. He leave? Should Cam leave? I don't think he'll be a backup. No. Maybe he'll retire. I don't know what he'll do. I think Bill Belichick has a Cam Newton fetish. He's been obsessed with him the whole season. Listen, he's an MVP. He's a guy that's been to a Super Bowl before. And listen, he, he doesn't have the best talent around him, but you can't tell me that he's not throwing the football down to the ground basically every other throw. The guy hasn't been a good it, quarterback. He holds it too long. He makes poor decisions in the pocket. He runs when he should throw. He throws when he should run. He, he's, it's it's been a mess. I'm honestly shocked he hasn't gotten hurt yet. It's been an absolute mess. He's a guy that's looking for an injury, basically. But if you're the Patriots, you have two games left. You're out of the playoffs. Start Jarrett Stidham. What do you have to lose? You have, 
You're paying Cam Newton. You're not giving him a shitload of money. Start Jared Stidham. You get two games left against the Bills and the Jets. See what the kid has. And if he plays good in his last couple games, maybe you won't even have to draft the quarterback in the draft. Maybe Stidham's the guy. See how he does against the Bills. The Bills being one of the best teams in football. Monday night, primetime. Let Jared Stidham start. Everybody's going to be watching the game. Why not give the kid a chance? Enough of this Cam Newton stuff. Patriots are out of the playoffs. Let Jared Stidham get the start. Let him play against a good Buffalo Bills team. On to our Week 6 NFL predictions. Once again, thank you for joining us. Justin Miller, Jake Platter, Connor Howe. Week 16, all the balls. Week 17, all the balls. Week 16 of our NFL picks. Friday football, Connor. We get some Christmas football. Once again, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all of you people watching the show today. Almost 2021. Thank God that this year is almost over. But we're going to start with some Friday night football. It was a good 2020. Just, I had a good 2020. I mean, the COVID stuff made everyone kind of sad. It sucks what's going on right now. The vaccine's on its way. Football is on its way for another two weeks until the NFL playoffs. And we're going to start our NFL predictions with the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. Jake Platter currently has a three-game lead on me in the standings and a 10-game lead on Connor. So Connor is going to actually be making his predictions this week without flipping no the coin. coin. No coin. It's real. It's the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints starting the week off on Christmas tomorrow night. Who's going to win this game? Saints or the home team? Let me uh, – I will, I will make my selection. But let me start off by saying I hate you, NFL – for not having a game tonight and instead making your game during the NBA Christmas Day games tomorrow. You make no sense to me. There's one college football game on today. There's no NBA basketball. There's no college basketball. And now there's no NFL too because of you. Why would you do it? I don't know. You're stupid. You should have had a conversation with anyone in the NBA and said, let's have our games on different days. Yeah, what are you going to do? So everyone can enjoy things. But no, you didn't. Thanks, Roger Goodell. I... I've never liked you, and now I have no reason to ever like you again. Sincerely, all of us <laughs> at all the balls and across America, you suck. Sorry. With that being said, in tomorrow's game that I won't watch because I like basketball more, I'm going to take the Saints to beat the uh, Minnesota Vikings here. I got the Vikings. This is my upset pick of the week. I think they're talented. I think Dalvin Cook is good. I think Drew Brees and the Saints are not as talented as we think we are, even though they're going to win the division. IT fourth quarter time. All right, yeah, we get the Vikings and Saints. I have to agree with Jake on this one. The Saints are going to win this game. They're at home. The Vikings are going to be out of the playoffs. The game plan for the Saints is you stop Dalvin Cook, and that's going to be the game plan for me watching this game because of fantasy football. Stop Dalvin Cook. I think he'll get under 100 yards in this game, and I think the Saints win. Bonkers. Up next... Three games are going on this week on Saturday. And I think I all like three that. games good are pretty call, good. Good call, NFL. I that's, like that. That's a much better call by the NFL yeah. right there. Saturday at 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock, one of those two. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing the Detroit Lions. Brady's playing good these last couple of weeks. I think it continues, and I think they beat the crap out of this Detroit team. Yeah. The crap. Yeah, I think, I think Tampa Bay takes care of it easy. Big time. All Tampa Bay. Next up. San Francisco at Arizona. Unfortunately, Nick Mullins, I heard, needs Tommy John surgery. Oh, what <laughs> does that happen in the NFL? That's, I know. I feel like we're talking baseball here. But, to- yeah, he needs Tommy John surgery. So their quarterback's either going to be C.J. Beathard. Or you hear who they just signed? No. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, Rosen yes. <laughs> San Fran- I don't think he can play because he has to go through all the I COVID like protocols. Yeah, I think Beathard's good. But I don't think they're going to beat Arizona, whether C.J. Beathard, Josh Rosen, or I start. Arizona wins. I mean, if you started, maybe. But I got Arizona in this one. That's my lock of the week as well. Yeah, I got Arizona too. Arizona. Arizona needs to win here. 
The third game on Saturday at 8 o'clock, it's the Miami Dolphins-Las Vegas Raiders. This is a huge game. It's a good game. Both teams trying to make the playoffs. Miami would be in at the moment. Las Vegas, if they lose, they're out of the playoffs. This is my upset of the week. Jake's a huge Larry David fan. For those of you that don't know Larry David, watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, it's like the best show of all time. Great show, great show. But I think Las Vegas wins this game at home against the Miami Dolphins. They know that they need to make the playoffs. And I think they're going to win this game. I think their defense has not been good these last couple of weeks. They fired their defensive coordinator and Paul Gunther. I think it's going to be a close game and Vegas pulls it out. I got, uh, I got Miami in this one. I, I just, I, the Raiders, I was, a, I was a mid-season Raiders hype train enthusiast. Um, but at this point in time, I think that they've sort of lost their edge. I like Waller. I like Jacobs. I don't like much else. Um, I got Miami here. I think that, you know, even though they're a little banked up a receiver, I think that they're going to take care of business and get the win. They need a win. Second year in a row that Gruden has come close to the playoffs and he mails his ticket in to to make sure his season ends early. And I think he does it again this year. I don't think it's his fault, though. I just don't think they have enough talent. I think they need to go back to the draft board, get some more pieces, and come back next year. You like the Fens? Yeah, Yeah, I like the Fens. They're a good team, but they won't make the playoffs. Up next, we got we got six games kicking off at 1 o'clock on Sunday, starting with Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Atlanta's playing some good football lately. Not good enough. Is it good enough to beat Kansas City? No way. It's Patrick Mahomes. You got Tyreek Hill and you got Travis Kelsey. Unfortunately, it looks like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire might not be back anytime soon. They don't need him. They got Le'Veon Bell. They're a great offense. I think Atlanta could put up points in this game. Don't get me wrong, but I think Kansas City puts up way too many for Atlanta to win the game. Yeah, Kansas City easy. I, I think Kansas City's defense is not even that bad. No, they got a good I think it's line. pretty middle of the pack. Um, I, I think Kansas City takes care of it pretty easy. Look for Matt Ryan to have like his usual debacle of turnovers and red yeah. zone inefficiency um, and, and just won't even be close to enough to beat Kansas City. Kansas City could get 40. Yeah, they could. They easily could. I would take the over and I got the Chiefs. Three Kansas City, write it down, make sure we got it right for our standings. Up next, Connors, New York Jets trying to go on a little winning streak. The Jets are trying to win their second game in a row this week against a Cleveland Browns team, a Baker Mayfield squad playing their best football of the season right now. The Jets won one game, and I think that's enough for them. I think Cleveland wins this game by at least, I'll go with a 14 points. I don't know what the line is, but I say Cleveland wins by at least 14. The line is nine. Nine? Yeah. That's free money. I'll take Cleveland. Yeah, I got Cleveland. Yeah, Jets aren't winning two games in a row, I hate to tell you. They're not winning another game this year. I know I said I they wouldn't not. win a game, but they're not winning. Not. They might have a chance against the Patriots in Week 17. Hope not. No chance. Up next, a very good That'd game, actually. This is the cry. Indiana-Apolis Colts at the Pittsburgh Steelers, a Pittsburgh Steelers team that has lost three games. In a- what do you guys think has happened to the Steelers? I think they have a terrible offense. They've been exposed. Roethlisberger looks older than ever. I think that their defense was riding real high at the beginning of the season. They sort of cooled down. And at the same time, they have zero run game. Roethlisberger looks terrible. And they have great receivers. I don't know why it's not working. Yeah. But it, I think it's a combination of Roethlisberger sort of regressing and the offensive line not being able to give him enough time to get to those receivers. Because mm-hmm. it really just is not working. Everything bad is happening at the same time. It's awful. It's, yeah, it's ugly. I, I don't like them. I think that they're an easy – I don't. first off, I don't think they win the division anymore. Um, Cleveland I think, has a I think Cleveland wins the division, but I think that Pittsburgh is an easy first-round exit. Yeah, definitely. I think the defense has gotten hurt. I mean, Bush and Dupree are out for the season. Right. I mm-hmm. think Deontay Johnson has led the league in drops. I think. He's a good receiver, though. And Ebron drops a lot of passes, too. I think he's decent. I, I don't think he's great. Who's the best receiver on the team? Claypool. I disagree. 
Okay. That you could someone could say three different things, whether it's Juju. I don't think Juju Smith's anything special James anymore. Washington. He hasn't had a hundred yards since AB left. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But I think he's everything's a short he's a short yardage guy. Everything's gone south in Pittsburgh, Connor. It has, and Roethlisberger is getting older. But talking Pittsburgh, who's gonna are they gonna win? Are they gonna lose their fourth straight game in a row? I have Pittsburgh winning this game. It's my lock of the week. I just don't think they're gonna lose four straight games. I like the Colts. But you I think like they're gonna lose three straight. No, I don't think they're gonna lose two straight. I just I can't see them losing this game at home. I think it's gonna be a very close game. I'm not a huge Philip Rivers fan. I know what he's done for this team this season. Speaking about old quarterbacks, this is your game to watch. It's Philip Rivers going up against Ben Roethlisberger. These yeah, guys are almost, they're combined to be almost 80. Almost, yeah, it seems like 100. I'm going with Pittsburgh to win this game. I got the Colts here. Um, I think that one team's riding high and the other is riding as low as they can go. Um, and, and you're talking about what these teams thrive doing. Uh, the Colts have a tremendous defense. Pittsburgh's defense has sort of slowed down. And I think that the run game is going to be working for the Colts. I think that the passing game is going to be working for the Colts. And I think that the Colts' defense is going to put enough pressure on Roethlisberger to not let him do what he wants against this Colts' defense. Um, I, I really just – I see the Colts taking care of it. It, it seems – even when the Steelers were winning games, they were winning low-scoring Love. affairs. And the Colts have put up 30 points in the last, like, four or five games or something. So they're, right. they're really – they're doing well. I think they take this one, and it's not going to be that close. I got the Colts as well, too. Do you know that Rivers only has nine INTs this year? That's it? That's it. It's not bad. That's yeah, but it's probably like 16 or 17, I feel like, a year. That's It's pretty close to that. How many touchdowns? He's got 22. That's not bad. And depending on the run game, Jonathan Taylor's been very good the last couple of weeks as well. Hines. Yeah. Right. right, I agree. But I think it could go either way this game. It's a good game at 1 o'clock, Indianapapolis-Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a teams. great 1 o'clock game. Next up, we got the Chicago Bears speaking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know Connor said he thinks... He wants them to win this week. Are they going to win? I think Chicago wins this game. I don't think Jacksonville's going to win another one. I think Chicago wins, too. I think that Trubisky makes this offense a lot better at scoring the football, and their defense is going to do enough to not let Jacksonville keep up. Jacksonville's winning this week. I don't care what all of you say. I don't care what. Connor's going to will I, the I Jags to victory. I don't care what anyone says. I, I don't know. I don't even know who they're starting at QB. I don't know if Scott knows who they're starting at QB. It don't, it don't matter, though. They're winning <laughs> it, it this game. It could be Minshew. James Robinson. No. They're winning. The Giants are playing the Baltimore Ravens, a game the Giants need to win. The Giants just don't have – I don't think this Giants team has ever had enough firepower this season. I know they've been playing pretty good football. Daniel Jones hurt. hasn't been awful. He's been hurt. But the Baltimore Ravens need to win their last two games, and it's an easy schedule down the stretch. The Ravens get Lamar Jackson, and this Giants defense has been good, but I don't think they can stop Lamar Jackson. Baltimore wins this against the Giants by at least double digits. I agree. Yeah, I got the Ravens. Three Ravens in it. I don't think it's close. Cincinnati against Houston. A game, unfortunately, we all know Joe Burrow's out for the season. Deshaun Watson hasn't had his best year either. I know he's gotten hurt by losing his weapons around him. Brandon Cooks is back. This is a game that's just not really a great 1 o'clock game. Really not a good game at all. But I feel like offense. If you like offense, it could be a good game. Hopefully Houston's defense does good. But I think Houston wins. I think Houston wins too. I think Cincinnati just came off a huge win. But, like I said, Pittsburgh plays a slow, low-scoring game. That's how they like to win. Houston does the exact opposite. And I don't think Cincinnati's offense is going to be able to keep up with Houston, so I see Houston taking it. I agree. I got Houston. Next up, we got two games at 4.05 and two games at 4.25. Starting with the 4.05 games, a, a game with the teams that have the same record, actually. It's the Denver Broncos against the L.A. Chargers. It's Drew Locke and Justin Herbert. The last time these two teams played is the one we bet on, right? The one where... I said that Denver would win. They came all the way back and got that end zone touchdown. I think it's another close game. It seems like the Broncos and Chargers always play each other pretty close. I know Denver won the first time they met. I think the Chargers won the second time. Justin Herbert's playing good football. 
This is my upset pick of the week. I got Denver taking this one. Um, I just, you know, I the Chargers have looked decent at times. They looked bad at times. I just, uh, for whatever reason, I think Denver's going to pull this one out. I, I think that they rely on the run game, and the Chargers' sort of weaker defense isn't going to be able to get it done. Yeah, I got the Chargers in this one. I think Herbert is better than Drew Locke. Yeah, he is. So I think that does it. You got the Chargers? There's other factors involved. Yeah, but Herbert's really good. All right, at 405, I kept going back and forth with this game, too. Kept him up all night. Yeah, one of those that kept me up all night, thinking going down to get a Capri Sun. No. <laughs> Jesus. We got the Carolina Panthers going against the Washington football team. Greg, we will get to your fantasy football mailbag question at the end of the show, but it's the Carolina Maybe. Panthers. If I'm not time. even responding to that question. That's a stupid question. I don't think it's as bad as you think because I heard that it's going to be a 50-50 split. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think. That's a stupid question. No, 50-50 split between Paul and You Nelly. play Zeke. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, sorry. All right, we got Carolina playing Washington this week. Stupid Listen, it, Jake's right. This one kept me up at least for 10 minutes. I was thinking about this game. Teddy Bridgewater. You get Teddy Bridgewater. No, no CMC. You get Dwayne Haskins. Mike Davis is the lead running back in Carolina. Listen, Washington needs us to win this game, and I think they do. I think this is a one-possession game. Dwayne Haskins, whether it's him, Alex Smith, both of these teams just don't excite me one bit. I think Washington wins. I think that's a difference maker there. Alex Smith, I'd pick Washington. Dwayne Haskins, I'm picking Carolina. Um, I think Carolina gets the win here. I think that Teddy is a much better quarterback than Haskins, especially with all his whatever he was doing with the COVID and the what was he doing? Something dumb. He was trying to get COVID and he couldn't. He was trying um, to get like a lap dance or something. Yeah, he was, he was hanging out with strippers with no mask on. You got to wear. A was mask. it with James Harden? You got to wear a mask if you're hanging out with strippers. Everyone knows it. Um, but <laughs> depends what you. No, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I got Carolina here. I think that their offense takes care of business, and Washington's defense is good. It could be a low-scoring game. But I got Carolina. I got Carolina, too. Um, listen, I know Alex Smith versus Dwayne Haskins is definitely a difference maker for me. If Alex Smith was playing, I would like Washington to win this game and win the division. But that's not happening. Uh, as far as the Haskins situation goes, you know, former Ohio State guy, I love him. But he's had some real transgressions going on this week. He's come out and said that it was his girlfriend. I don't know. No, that's a stripper. I, I don't know who yeah. holds their girlfriend with wads of wads of ones Rich in their people. hands and she's got wads of ones in her hand i don't know what his girlfriend's saying about because i haven't heard her side of it if she was what's girlfriend that, uh the one he came out of the stripper the one, one he came out of ohio state with yeah i know he had a girlfriend all the way through ohio oh he's state. still with her supposedly wow. but i mean good for him but i mean this That's is this is a horrible look and he's had a he's taken a real step back this season he's gotten benched for kyle allen alex smith came in after not playing for two years and has looked much better than Dwayne Haskins has ever did. And yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really sad to see, but this is a downward spiral for Haskins. And there, if as long as Haskins plays, Washington has no chance. All right. All right. We got our 425 games, our last four games of the week. We got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Hurts. Listen, I've fallen in love with Jalen Hurts. He's, he's helped my fantasy football team get to the championship. I'm hoping he can help me win $1,000 this week. Jalen Hurts has been awesome these last couple of weeks. Andy Dalton hasn't been too bad in Dallas either, but I just think the Philadelphia Eagles offense is much improved with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. I think Philly wins this game, and I think Ezekiel Elliott, going back to Greg's question in a second, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's really going to play a big factor in this game. I think the Eagles win. You know, I got, uh, I got Dallas in this one. I say Dallas is going to win the division. It starts with winning this game, and I think that they take down a uh, very hot Jalen Hurts. I think that Dallas is trending in the right direction. I think they have a good team. 
Um, I think Andy Dalton's been playing his best football as of late. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the pick I'm going to make here. I think Philly's going to give him a real tough game, but I think Dallas takes it at home. I'm locking Philly. And for one simple reason, second-round pick, this man named is Jalen Hurts. I'm, and if you listen to the show, you know I was not an advocate of the draft pick, right. an advocate of Jalen Hurts as a player, as a quarterback. Man, have I been proven wrong. He is, I love the kid. He looks, he looks the part. He's special. I you love him and twice. Not only that, the again. situation surrounding him, being, being put in front of Carson Wentz, basically the front office. Front office is the only one who believes in him. The coach won't even name Hurts a starter until the day after a game. Yeah, come the on. The teammates who speak out in the midst of the situation are actually pulling for Carson Wentz and love him. People like Miles Sanders. Oh, I totally, and, I totally think Hurts is better. I know, and I, I think Hurts is better right now too. I think Wentz can be better somewhere else. But I certainly think that in the midst of not having the confidence of everyone in the room, Jalen Hurts is succeeding against all odds, and he's doing a phenomenal job, and the Cowboys are just going to be a bump in the road for this man's future success. Up next at 425, we get the L.A. Rams playing the Seattle Seahawks. Listen, good game. I this... hate the Rams. I hate Sean McVay. I want that on record. So you have Seattle winning this game? Yeah. I do. I'm not picking the Rams for anything. They're going to go 0-16 next year. Horrible team. Horrible preparation. I don't know what you guys have, but that's just my thought process. I don't know who they played last week, but they didn't win. Horrible team. Don't know how to prepare. <laughs> who, Seattle? The Rams. Who's... How did they make the Super Bowl? I mean, good, good coaching. Horrible the coaching. The Patriots made the Super Bowl, too, in the same amount of time. Like, it's not... It's a totally different ball game. Let's right get now. the crap out of it. <laughs> I got the uh, I got the Seahawks in this one too. I think the Rams are in total shock after what happened, and I think Seattle is gonna gonna set the the tone here, get a win, win the division, and make the Rams have to play their last week as well. It's gonna be important for them. Um, I got Seattle here. It's a home game. Give me Seattle. Yeah, I got Seattle winning this game too. Russell Wilson hasn't had the greatest second half of the season, but they're at home against the Rams. I think. Yeah, the Rams do want to bounce back after a terrible loss against the Jets, but I think they're going to try to bounce back. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Seattle wins this game. Russell Wilson's due for a big-time performance. I think this could easily be the week. You know what? What did Seattle play last week? The Rams Washington. are going to end the season 9-7. and seven. They're going to be the seventh team Who do they have to next make week? the playoffs. The Cardinals. Nah, they're losing. They're nah, losing every game nah, from here on out. Nah, they are the worst. They're gonna. They were nine and nine and four. They were looking so good. Yeah, they're gonna season nine and seven. What a horrible team! I, if you can't tell, I'm still upset. I don't know. The they Jets might. Won. They might beat the Cardinals. I don't know. All right, I get Seattle. We all get Seattle. Sunday night football on NBC. Hopefully, Al Mike. I don't know what's going on with Al Michaels, but he hasn't been announcing for the last couple weeks. So hopefully, oh, I wish I want Al Michaels back. Relax. Sorry. Al Michaels <laughs> hasn't been there the last two weeks. Hopefully um, he's all right. I don't know what's going on there. But Sunday night football, the Titans and the Packers, Carrie Underwood, everybody, Michelle Tafoya. I love the Carrie Underwood thing. Oh, the Carrie Underwood? I love that. That might be the best part of Sunday night football. You watch, you Damn. just turn the game on for the opening and don't even watch the game. That's horrible. Yeah. I always watch the game. I like her singing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers. I think it's a good game. I just don't think Tennessee has enough offense. They have Derrick Henry, but I think Green Bay is a team that can stop the run more than people think. I think the Packers win this game. Aaron Rodgers is in the MVP conversation right oh, now. Yeah. If he has a big-time performance on Sunday Night Football, he could, oh. win. He could win it. He could win yeah, the MVP. He throws like four touchdowns. If Aaron Rodgers has a huge performance on Sunday Night against Tennessee, Solidified. don't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers moves into the front runner right now. I think he could be the front runner right now. Why, why not? Patrick Mahomes. The NFC is way harder. Than yeah, the it NFC. is. Um, 
And Patrick Mahomes missed a game, right? Yeah. So one, right? Yeah. Yeah, something. He didn't play once. Um I I think this game it's simple for me. It comes down to Green Bay is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I think they yeah. can get to that game and win it. And Tennessee is not. I think Tennessee is a playoff team. It's going to be an interesting game, but I don't think that they are at the same level of the Green Bay Packers. I think they're going to give them everything they have. It could be a tight game, but I think Green Bay pulls this one out, and I agree with you, Justin. I think Aaron Rodgers may end up being the MVP here, and I think that he's going to have a huge game in this one. Mahomes has not missed a game. Didn't he miss one? Didn't he? He got hurt, but I don't think he, he missed the whole game, right? Yeah. No, he missed one last year. Last he year. missed a couple last year. He missed a couple last year. He's not missed a game this year. Oh. So well, he plays like he did. I certainly don't think so. You you want to take a look at these stats? Thirty six <laughs> and five. You sure? Rogers has better numbers. Thirty six and five. He has better numbers than that. Yes. A uh, thirteen and one record. Yes. Oh wait, no, he doesn't have a thirteen and one record. He's eleven. And better 10. numbers though. Uh, I don't know. I I'll tell you what. I'll tell you something. I do know. I have the Titans. You know why? Because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is a fraud. Tell me Aaron Rodgers' numbers. What were Mahomes? Thirty. Connor has Tennessee. And- 36 and fraud. 36 and 5. 36 and 5. Aaron Ro- Rodgers is a fraud, though. I'm going to finish that. What's he got? He's horrible. What's he got? For this season, he is, what, 40 and 4. Mahomes is a better oh, supporting what's, cast. What's better? I guess, Which one's that, better? I guess that's better. You guess that's better. More, guess, touchdowns, more has, touchdowns, less interceptions. Even though Mahomes has 4,400 yards versus Rodgers is 3,800. Oh. And besides the fact that Mahomes plays for a bet, is on has a better record because of his team. Yeah. Well, actually, no. What are you saying? Mahomes is, has a better record because he's a better player. Because he doesn't when he when he gets down in games, he doesn't give up like Aaron Rodgers. He did does. that once, all right. He does it all the time. No, he did. He's thrown four picks. He did it once against Tampa Bay. He threw two picks in that game. He does it all the time. Who's winning, Tennessee? Yep. You're crazy. I think it's gonna be a you good game. You want to bet on that one? No. All right. Connor doesn't want to bet on it, but Connor got Tennessee. We're going to end the week on Monday night, well, technically the next week, on Monday night football. The Patriots are back in prime time at home against the Buffalo Bills. What a the waste. The game means nothing for the Patriots. I want to see Jared Stidham start the game. I think Belichick would already told us if Stidham was the quarterback, so it sounds like it's going to be Cam Newton at the moment, but I hope it's Stidham. I really do. The game doesn't mean anything for New England. Whether it's Cam Newton or whether it's Jared Stidham, I don't think the Patriots are going to win the game. I think Buffalo is a great team, a team that could very well go to the Super Bowl. They do have Kansas City standing in their way. But Josh Allen's playing out of his mind right now. Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs are playing great at the receiver position. Their defense is still pretty good. Number one cornerback in Jatavius White. I don't think the Patriots get a shot in this game. I think Buffalo wins. Yeah, I got Buffalo in this one too. It's not even going to be close for me. I can't believe it was as close as it was last time. And it came down to Cam making a mistake for, for the Bills to win. I think the Bills take care of this one. I think, like you said, New England's playing for nothing. Buffalo's playing for a, a, a certain position in the playoffs that I think that they are going to try to maintain that two spot. Yes, they are. Um, and I think that they are going to take care of business on Monday night. Yeah, I got Buffalo. I hope Bill can play Stidham at some point. I want to see what he can do. You think so? I, I, he I might just, get in. I just, I, I don't, don't think he'll start. I want him to start and finish a game. I just want to see what he can do if you give him full control of a game. Yeah, okay. Those are our fantasy football NFL picks, all that stuff going on. We're going to get to our fantasy football mailbag. We do have a couple questions from Tom Canty, from Greg Blanchard. It's the fantasy football playoffs. I'm currently in the championship this week, so I'm, I'm shaking a little bit, a little nervous, checking my roster every couple hours. Greg's question of the week wants to know if he should start J.D. McKissick of the Washington football team 
or Ezekiel Elliott of the Cowboys. And what I heard earlier is that Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are going to split carries. In. But the thing is, they're playing the Eagles, so that's kind of a tough matchup for them. The Washington football team has a decent... You think it's a tough matchup? I mean, I don't know if they really no, have a I tough mean, matchup. I mean, Carolina's defense isn't that great. Carolina, is Gibson healthy? Gibson's out. That's why I think I lean towards McKissick, just because Ezekiel Elliott's... If he doesn't get all the carries this week... All right, listen, if Ezekiel Elliott gets at least 80% of the carries, I'd go with Zeke because it's Zeke. He hasn't had a good football season. I'm going with J.D. McKissick. I like the way he's been playing lately. And people forget, this guy, 8 to 12 receptions some games. They love targeting him. If it's a PPR league, I'd go with J.D. McKissick. I think he's going to get the ball a lot in this game. And I think this game could be very high scoring. These teams don't have a ton to play for. Washington does have to win the game. Carolina might give up a lot of points. I'm leaning towards McKissick just because he's the better option catching the ball in the backfield in a PPR league. Give me J.D. McKissick against Ezekiel Elliott. I guess I guess it does come down to what they say Zeke's going to do. Um, but I, I want to lean towards Zeke. I, I know what you're going at with the they like to target the running back position. That seems like more of an Alex Smith thing to me. I don't think Haskins is that guy. Because he can run too. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just... I think Haskins doesn't do it like Alex Smith does. I think McKissick gets a little bit less involved because of it. And I think that the offense is on the field less because of Haskins. I just, you know, I'm worried about Haskins starting a quarterback. And, and I, I don't like it, in my opinion. Um, if, if, you know, if they're saying it's a 50-50 split between Pollard and Zeke, I guess I'm going McKissick because he's the only guy. But if it's any more, I'm taking Zeke. Oh, this is really tough just because I don't, Tony Pollard is playing good. He's been playing good football. And mm-hmm. Tony Did you Pollard- see that run he got last week? Oh, the breakaway? Man. Yeah. yeah. Why, and why didn't Zeke play last week? He's a coward. No, it's a last-minute decision. He's hurt his elbow, his knee, his, his left toenail. I don't know. Tampa. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, McKissick is a tough play because Haskins is your QB. If Alex Smith was your QB, I would totally go with McKissick. But I think Washington is uh, doomed for – awfulness with Haskins it's with Haskins starting and that being said I don't think the Cowboys are in a greater position and I think Zeke is in a worse position than the Cowboys are so right, yeah I really don't know I don't think it's a great option either way I don't think it is maybe McKissick just because he can catch the ball but that's that's the only argument I have second question of the week Jake Tom Canty is saying that this week it's either Gardner Minshew Magic or Marcus Mariota he says, Kirk Cousins and Teddy Bridgewater have bad matchups this week. I think Marcus is the best option. For reference, it's a two-quarterback league. So you got to start two? Yeah. I'm, Tom, I've been thinking about this. I've, I really have. Um, it's hard. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the very first thing out of, my, out of my mouth is do not play Gardner Minshew. You cannot play him versus Chicago. That, is, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. Following that, I agree with you. I think the best play is Mariota. So now we got one in, one out. You're He's definitely like, playing Mariota. I think so. I don't think Carr is playing. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, Potential is nothing decided yet. Nothing. If if Mariota's starting, you play Mariota. Oh, just one. Tom says just one. Okay. If Mariota's the starter, you play Mariota. Why do you say it's a two QB league? Oh, he has Josh Allen. Oh, he has Josh Allen. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you for let for clarifying. Josh Allen's an obvious start. Good call. After that, why do you have so many quarterbacks? First off, um, but but after that, um, I, yeah, if Mariota's starting, I say Mariota, and I'm gonna say the only other guy in the conversation here for me is Kirk Cousins. I think that 
the, Justin is right. The defense is going to look to stop Dalvin Cook. And I think that Kirk Cousins is going to be throwing the ball a lot. I expect Minnesota to be down in this game. I expect the reason they win this game if they do is because Kirk Cousins gets that ball into the end zone multiple times. And I, I think they're going to be taking shots downfield. I think Jefferson's a great receiver. I think Thielen's a great receiver. I like the tight ends. I think Dalvin Cook can catch the ball out of the backfield. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have to do all of that in this game if he wants any chance to win, and they're going to try and do it. So I, I think that if you're not going to play Mariota because he's not a starter, I would say Kirk. I think Kirk even maybe over Mariota. It's close for me, but it's one of those guys. I'd go. You want to go first or me? No, you go. Go. Tell me what you want. Just because Marcus is the backup, he doesn't have a ton of experience playing this season. He had a great game last week. He did have a good week last week. I think the Miami Dolphins' defense is very good. I think the Vikings will be playing a lot of catch-up in this game. Like I said before, I think Dalvin Cook's going to be contained, and I think Kirk Cousins is going to be forced to throw over 30, 35 passes in this one. I'd go with Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to have at least two touchdown passes in this game. Justin Jefferson has been awesome. Adam Thielen's healthy right now, and you get some pretty good tight ends in Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph. I think he's going to have to throw the ball. He can also throw the ball to Dalvin Cook, which I hope doesn't Laquan happen. Treadwell. Laquan Treadwell, yeah. I mean, I'd go, I'd go Kirk Cousins, a slight edge over Mariota in this one. I just, I don't love Mariota against the Dolphins' defense, and I think the Saints' defense is not as good as people think. I like Cousins just because I think the Vikings are going to win this game, and I think Dalvin Cook's in line for 100 yards, two touchdown game, and I think Kirk Cousins is in line for... Um, 200 passing yards and two to three passing touchdowns. I it's think, like 35 points. Yeah, that's 35 points. I think the Saints are going to put up a lot of points. All right. I, I think it's going to be a point festival, what's going on. I point think, fiesta. And I think Kirk Cousins is going to see that there's a fiesta going on. He's going to want to get involved in it. So I think you should go with Cousins on that sense. <laughs> and Mariota just, he's a backup, man. He's a backup. I know, peop- I know people fall in love with Mariota again, but you have to remember he's a backup for a reason. Go with Cousins. This was week 17, all the balls. Guys, we talked about a lot today. You got college football stuff. The NBA is back. Enjoy your Christmas. Enjoy your holidays. Hopefully you guys, for that you celebrate, had a good Hanukkah. I know I did. Jake, you have a good Hanukkah? I did. Connor, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Go Jags. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. Enjoy your night full of no sports. Go Jags. Thank the NFL for that. Next week will be week 18. Unfortunately, I'll be back in Georgia, but I think... Maybe Jake or Connor will be putting it on their Facebook Live this time, so we'll see. We will have the show here probably on Facebook Live next week. Jake or Connor can handle the workload for that. I'll be over on the FaceTime call down south. Hopefully the weather's a little better down there than up here. But we're going to sign off now. Once again, I'm Justin Miller, Connor Howe, Jake Platter, Jake Platter, Connor Howe, Connor Howe, Jake Platter. Justin we'll Miller. See. Thank you. Yep. We'll see you next Service week. with a smile. Call it if you need a ride. <laughs> Don't forget. But once again, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week for Week 18. Thank you, Greg and Tom, for your great questions. Merry Christmas to everybody. Go Jaguars. Go Jags. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for watching.